plain sight, wasn't it, Mike? I get the joke. I'm glad you are all here today. Thankful that you have made the effort to be here. I think I can smell food cooking, so we'll keep this short. There's one thing if you want to have your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 6. Only one thing you need to know today, where your heart is. We won't be going back and forth from a lot of passages. We want to stay right there, and we want to answer that statement. Perhaps it is a question, where is my heart? Or it is a statement, where my heart is. Margarita Magnuson wrote a book just a handful of years ago, and it's called The Swedish Death Cleanse, and it sounds like it should be a a thriller slasher movie, but she was distraught when her husband passed away and had to deal with everything that he had left behind, and so she wrote a book in which you ask yourself the questions of all the things that you have. Will I use them? Or when I have passed, will they make someone else happy? A good friend of mine, Carol Taberski, also a fellow member of Toastmasters, talked about, gave a speech on this very subject. And it was so timely because... Janine is away this week, if you're not aware, and I decided that usually when she goes away for a week, I set, I set aside that time to get some things done. And this week, I decided that I was going to go through, as we things are going to be different, we're going to clean things out. So based on that idea of, of going through the house and cleaning things out, and they say you usually start with the closet, and I can't tell you how easy it was to do that. Because I started with Janine's closet. (laughs) All of those clothes she had, I've always wondered, why do you need 50 sets of clothes? Problem solved. All of the jewelry she had, it was so easy. Now, I haven't gotten to my closets yet, but that'll be a different story. But the question that I asked wasn't, Will I use it, or will it make someone happy after I've passed if I'm keeping these things? It was right here in Matthew chapter 6, where my heart is. And in my golden, solid gold, I might add, treasure box, were things that I hang on to. And asking myself if these things will... Bring me happiness. I have my golden hammer that I have. It's solid gold, by the way. I have, I'm going to say it's a a dozen hammers. Those are my tools. But everything that I have, oh, here's my, oh, that's the golden rule. 
my treasures, real diamonds, because that's what I think they are, real diamonds, my solid gold coin collection. and all of my precious stones that I collect over the years. Absolutely priceless. And it says a lot about where my heart is. Also, I found my solid gold record collection. <laughs> Even more so, where is that? Oh, my solid gold cassette tape collection. I would take things, and now that the technology has changed, they're practically worthless. Because I put them into my tape player, and they've so corroded over the time. And I wonder what they're worth. My solid gold golf club, or back scratcher as the case may be. And my coffee cup collection. I'm going to learn to play the violin one day. I got this from a guy named Johnny down in Georgia, I believe. You'll get that eventually. My book collection. What preacher does not have his solid gold book collection? All the books I'm going to read today. You know what the definition of a classic is? It's a book you're going to read one day, but probably won't get around to it. my solid gold phone, and on and on I go. My collection of things that I keep says more about where my heart is than the value of all of that. Clutter. Clutter in my life. And every year I say, this is the year I'm going to get rid of clutter. My daughter, bless her heart, as they say in the South, tells me of the things that I'm collecting and keeping these days when I tell her about them. She says, Dad, you know when I die, when you die, I'm just going to back a dumpster up to the house. <laughs> I know she's kidding. I know I'm not alone, and maybe you can relate to some of this. And, and as we make that statement, where my heart is, or ask the question, where is my heart? I'm not going to tell you that you need to divest yourself of all of this, because you're going to do that for yourself. I don't have to tell you anything, because Jesus didn't really tell us in this verse. He just said that you'll know where your heart is because where your treasures are, there your heart is also. We're perfectly able to decide where our heart is. All we have to do is open up our closet. You don't have to open up Janine's closet because it's empty now. As I consider... How I would know to, to decide where my heart is this and, and make a decision. And some of these things you can collect.
I have my antique saw collection too. And I wonder what good that is going to do me because my kids are going to put 25 cents on it at the garage sale, even though they're worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars, I know. Priceless. As I consider everything that I have collected and wonder if I own them or they own me. And you'll ask that question yourself as you decide. But there's another treasure I'd like to talk about. And I'll have to rummage for this one, thank you very much. You see, it's not gold. It's not shiny like that. Sometimes those things that are shiny capture our attention, but they have no lasting value in our life. As I consider, Jesus delineates. He says, where thieves break in and steal. And in the days of Jesus, it was easy to dig through mud walls or dig holes in, and you could steal things that were made of gold. And all of those things that moth and rust could decay. And we think of the lasting value. But I have a treasure I'd like us to consider for a moment here. Nothing fancy in the box. And I wonder if this is the true treasure of my Bible. The real treasure in this. And a verse I'd like us to consider. Paul tells Timothy. As for the rich in this present age. And I wonder how we would define rich in this present age. Would it be based on how much we have in the bank, our retirement account, what we possess? As for the rich in this present age, translate that to today, charge them not to be haughty nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. That sounds an awful lot like what Jesus said. Lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. And that's what Paul says. Thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future. And I wonder if, as long as I'm possessing them, I wonder what treasure I'm laying up in heaven. If those truly possess me or if I possess them. I think of another treasure here of which Jesus gives in a parable. And he talks about the end of time when we shall be judged. He talks about the dividing of the sheep and the goats. And he talks about those who will be blessed. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. 
I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Those who were blessed. I wonder if the things that I have collected in my closets and basement and storage places, if they could be better put to use. Perhaps that might be what Jesus was talking about, of laying up treasure for yourself. Because as long as they're sitting in my house, they are not doing anyone any good. I think of what Paul said in Romans chapter 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And these things that I collect, I wonder if they're destroying my inner spirit, that spirit of giving, that spirit of living according to the Word, or do I collect things because they are shiny? And look as though they're worth something. But you know, I don't have to scratch too far on the surface of any of those to realize that my record collection isn't solid gold because worthless. It's just cheap paint. Or as the song said, it's just a paper moon sailing over a cardboard sky. Paul wrote to the churches in Galatia, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. In making those decisions on what is spiritual and what is of the flesh sometimes helps me to decide where my heart is. Where is my heart in all of these things I collect? And fortunately, we are not left to, to wonder because Jesus tells a couple of parables for us to consider. The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. And there's that saying again, who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. I wonder, are we left to wonder as to where our heart truly is? Now, it sounds an awful lot like what Miss Magnuson wrote in her book. Will it bring someone happiness afterwards? 
can I use it in this life? Because you see, if, if I divulge myself, divest of it, pardon me, of everything that I have, and, and I live only with the clothes I have on my back and live out on the street, will I be able to help anyone? Well, the answer is no. Then I become dependent upon everyone else trusted with. Because in your chart, if you have grabbed one, you will see that there are different passages. And one of them is, God has given us talents and abilities. It says, to one he gave five, to one he gave two, and another he gave one. According to their ability. And whatever your ability is, if you are wealthy, notice that Paul did not tell Timothy that the rich need to give everything away. But you might say, well, what about the rich young ruler? He told him to give everything away. Only because Jesus knew his heart and knew that that young man treasured his wealth more than anything else. And that would be his test. But we're not told if we're wealthy to give everything away. But we are told if we have been given that, then we must use it wisely. Paul told Timothy that they may lay up treasure for themselves. Are we heaping up those things that are so shiny and so lovely to look at and so great to possess? Are we possessing them or are they possessing us? Where your heart is. Where is your heart? And every time I go through my closets and have to look at this, and everywhere I have tucked these shiny things away, I have to ask myself, is that where my heart is? Do I really need to be collecting these? Do they detract me away from laying up treasure in heaven? I answer that for myself. And so must you answer it for yourself. For you must examine yourself in all of this to say, where is my heart? For where your heart is, there your treasure is. And where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? I can't tell you how much you should heap up. You'll make that decision for yourself. If you are honest with yourself... And look at what you have. I'm not telling you need to throw everything away or give it away. But you must answer for yourself. Earlier today it was, it was mentioned that we are collecting for the children over in Ghana. For their laptop computers. Saving them up for someday when my daughter says, You know, Dad, I'm just going to back that dumpster up to the house and throw everything away. If that will be all that will be said of my wealth, or as I lay up treasure for myself and consider what other people need in this world, if I'm able to help them in any way. That will tell a lot of where my heart is. If I'm more concerned with gathering, of getting, than giving. As we close this and the sermon is yours to consider and asking the, the greatest question of where your heart, who owns your heart this day? Does Christ own your heart? And it begins with that faith in Him. 
faith of knowing that he went to the cross for me. To pay the price that no earthly sum could buy my soul back. It is that costly to him. And believing that, I am ready to move forward and confess that because he did that for me, I confess him as Lord of my life and repent and turn from my ways of the world, no longer living for the flesh, but living for the Spirit. And that point of which the blood comes in contact with my heart, being baptized into Christ. That's where the treasure begins. But it doesn't end there. Because now we are left with, what shall we do with my life? What will be my treasure in this world? And what will measure where my heart is? Where is your heart today? Whatever your need is, let us help in any way that we can. Together we stand and sing.